Well, hello to everyone and welcome. We are lucky enough to have the champ, the world heavyweight champion, Ryan Bader, defending, I guess kind of defending, but not really defending. Who knows what you're defending here? Yeah. You've got a huge fight against a huge man coming up in Saudi Arabia. How you feeling, my man? Yeah, I feel great. You know, yeah, it's uh fight's kind of weird, you know, because it's not really for the Beltor belt or the PFL belt, but they have their own belt. You know, they're going to give the winner about all that kind of stuff. It's a three-round fight. You know, the, the card is uh, stacked and uh, out in Saudi. So um, a lot of different different things going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, go in there, do your thing. I mean, like, how, go, do, you, go how do you feel about it being a three-round fight? Because it was one of the things when they brought all these fights together, I said, oh, my God, man, do you, this is going to take some time with all these fights. And they go, oh, no, they're going to be three rounds. I was like, there are three-round title fights? Yeah, because it's not really a title fight, though. Yeah, That's the deal. exactly. It's like their own little super fight title. Um, I like it. You know, I can, you know, I'm sure Josh kind of feels the same way. You know, preparing for a five round fight is a lot different than a three round fight. Um, I think a five five or a five round fight would benefit me even more. You know, but at the end of the day, I think I can get it done. And um, you know, uh, I've been training and fighting these five round fights for forever. Mean, seven, eight, nine years, you know, so it's nice to go into a camp being like, wait, three rounds? You know, and after doing that for so long, you're like, do I even have to train for this? <laughs> you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of welcome, you know, it's a big fight, um, you know, kind of bragging rights on the line and, you know, you walk away and I go out there and get that win, you know, everybody knows you're a PFL champion, Bellator champ. But this is, uh, you just talked about training. I mean, he is what, six, eight? Yeah, and yeah. so... He's a good 6'8", too. He ain't lying no, about any of those no, inches. No, no. I mean, not like John and I. We lie about our inches all the time. I mean. Oh, yeah. Cause I, that's because I keep on losing them, man. I'm getting older. Uh, sure, that's not the only inches you'd be lying about, brother. <laughs> oh, dude, let, let's not talk about that. I've seen you naked, yes, dude. Yes. We are not even going to go been there. Bader, I've been telling him, bro. I'm a grower, man. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I'm a grower. That is a true thing. Yeah, I'm it's, it's, it's a true thing, but a mushroom cap can only get so uh, large. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, look, we're talking about training, but look, it comes down to training. How do you find somebody of that size to try to match the, to match the athleticism that Hennon has? Yeah, so, you know, I, every time I kind of fight a taller guy like a Che Congo, you know, uh, that kind of stuff, I, I bring in this guy called Mountain from Brazil. You know, he's on the Ultimate Fighter. He's a great coach. Um, Black belt has good striking, you know, and uh, really good person and, and uh, motivating and all that. And so brought him again and again. And he happened to be in Henong's camp two fights ago also, you know, so Mountain called him up and said, Hey, you know, Ryan and I go way back, you know, it's business and, and I'm, I'm going to be there for him, you know, and it was fine on that aspect, but he did, you know, Henon brought him in for his semifinals fight in uh, PFL, you know, so I have, he's six, six, you know, and then I have a, uh, we found a uh, jujitsu guy that's six, nine, you know, and have him come in a couple of days a week just to feel that his body, you know, and we'll start on the cage. We'll start on our feet, even though, you know, he's not a striker or anything, but just to, you know, get past those length, you know, gangly arms and, and uh, you know, control and all that kind of stuff. It's different with a big body like that. And so, yeah, just try to get as many big guys and tall guys as I can, you know, because if you walk in there and you've been sparring six, two dudes the whole time, it's a totally different ball game, you know, striking department. So, 
Um, I felt like I, I've, I've seen enough as far as uh, that length and all that. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to go in there and kind of dictate what I'm going to do. How do you take the differences between someone like a Czech Congo and a Linton Facel, who are very big men as well? Both of them, I think, uh, have good striking, maybe not the level of Hennens, but they're both better wrestlers and both probably better on the ground than him. So in terms of yeah. flips, like how do you take, how do you schedule your clan and your camp and around that? Is there any comparison between them? Yeah. You know, for this, for this one, um, you know, even Congo, I don't think Congo gets enough credit, you know, how scrappy he is on getting back to his feet and all that. And, and you know, coming up off the, off the ground, you know, Lint Vassell, you know, he's a stud on the ground. He's, he scrambles, he's strong down there. He's got some different stuff and, um, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, Hennon is well, well below that in his ground game. You know, he likes to kind of hold and try to stall it out so the ref will stand it up, you know, and if you watch some of his fights, um, you know, he gets taken down, he does not get back up and he, and he gives up those takedowns, you know, um, maybe it's just hard for that big body to get up. And, um, and then if you look on, you know, also like who is taking him down? You know, he's not going out there and getting taken down by, you know, a D1 wrestler that's 20 and five. You know, he's getting taken down by guys that are 14 and 15, you know, and giving that up and can't not being able to get back up, you know. And so uh, obviously that's a weakness that we look to exploit. You know, he's long, he's lengthy, he's obviously big and athletic, you know, and I feel like my strengths are his, his definite weaknesses. When you all, when you look at, the way both of you, though, are successful on the feet. He likes to go forward. You mm -hmm. like to go forward. And someone's got to give in that, or you're going to change levels and put this fight into an area that is, you obviously, in everyone's mind, you have an advantage in that area. One of the things that I, I loved about the way when you take someone to the ground, you don't get enough credit for how good you are with your ground and pound and your ability to keep people there. You lace the legs very well. You keep people's feet up off of the ground. A lot of people don't notice it. You like to use the, the arm lace and, and open up all the time, And but you'll give it up. Where was it that you you got to the point where you felt comfortable just shifting back and forth on the ground the way you do? Because your, your ground and pound is sensational. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, I, I noticed that you always notice uh, those little things, you know, and uh, – um, a lot of it comes from wrestling. You know, I had a whole system, you know, and I knew like sometimes I would, you know, if they're, they say, Hey, you want bottom or top or neutral, you know, I would take top a lot of times because um, I had a system that I could keep them down and I had, you know, four to five different things that I can transition depending on what they, what they did, you know, and, and I, I used that a ton, you know, throughout my whole MMA career, you know, I mean, I remember with Neil Garrett, I did, a straight up wrestling move one time he's posted up. I, I had a little Iowa ride. I did the whole, you know, forehead in the shoulder and kind of dragged his hips down, you know, and it works. And so um, guys that haven't wrestled and, you know, haven't been in that, even that little ankle lockdown called the Iowa ride, they don't know how to get out of it. And what they do is they expend energy trying to get up and I get, I'm able to get really good shots. You know, that's how I, I finished Linton Vassell. You know, they think they can get out, you know, but they're stuck there. And I can transition and get them a little Navy ride back on the ground, you know. But uh, the only guy was Phil Davis that turned into me and you did the right things and, and wrestled back. But, you know, I just feel like, like I'm so comfortable right there. I've been there my whole life, you know, and, and I use these little more tricks with MMA because you can punch there. You can, 
you know, zap their energy, letting them, I let them come up sometimes just to kind of exert some energy and get them back down. You're starting over again. You know, you can hear them a lot of times they'll be like, fuck, you know, <laughs> um, they know they have to start over again, you know? And so with a guy, you know, like hang on with the real lengthy and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I feel that, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, tailor made for me, put them on that fence, you know, start tripping, doing that kind of stuff, get him on the ground. I feel like he's ne never going to get up and I can finish it, you know, pretty easily on the first takedown. When you take a look at your career, both in the light heavyweight and now in the heavyweight, you're undefeated as a heavyweight. What is it that you notice is a difference for you in the heavyweight matches compared to the light heavyweight? You know, I just feel... uh I feel like everything's a little slower, you know, and for me, I felt like I just, I just needed that little bit, you know, and I, I'm faster. I'm the, the one with better cardio, but I, you know, some of these light heavyweights, you know, especially I'm 40 now, you know, and, uh, it happens to all of days, us. I know, you know, <laughs> um, I'm not saying, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been, you know, but some of these light heavyweights, I do better with the ones that are a little slower, you know, you get a real dynamic guy that's always going, you know, it's, uh, uh, a little tricky. So we're going up to heavyweight. Obviously, they have power, more power. Um, you know, they're heavier. They're potentially harder to take down. Maybe not. You know, but I, I feel like that just that little bit of being not as quick in my opponents um, is huge for me because I can be the quick one. Quick, yeah, quick one, and I can see things. You know, as they're coming and either get out of the way, go get a takedown, counter, or whatever. When I look at this fight, though, I think the best comparison, to be honest, would be like a Matt Mitchell because Matt's what six five, yeah. somewhere around there, real fast with the yeah. hands, long, quick with the jab, very similar to Hennon. But it, when I look at that, though, you still had to utilize your wrestling so much against Matt. You're going to utilize, I would imagine, you're wrestling a lot in this fight. But you just mentioned it. You're 40 years old. Sorry, man, but wrestling at 40 is not as as it was at 32. Yeah. How how difficult was it to get into it and stay also healthy throughout your camp, you know, within the wrestling department? Yeah, I've actually had a, a really good camp. And, uh, you know, knock on wood here, I've been, you know, have a few training sessions left, but I've been feeling great. Um, there was a time, you know, uh, let's see, last, like, two or three fights where I was doing a lot of camps in a row and my, my shoulders, you know, just for grinding, my shoulders are pretty much, like, not surgery, you know, worthy, but they're kind of torn everywhere. And, you know, I had to kind of like ease, you know, in on those days and not do as much wrestling and cage wrestling and all that kind of stuff. But they healed up now. And, and I mean, this camp, literally, we spent the whole time on the wall, on the ground, you know, and I feel like I've made huge leaps just by going with these big guys and, and being there literally every day. We have some sort of wrestling you know, wall wrestling, all that kind of stuff going on. And I feel great, you know, and I, um, you know, as we all know, that's one of the harder things to do. And so, you know, my cardio is right at the top, just doing that every day, you know, striking wise, he, he throws, he's pretty basic, but he's real long. He throws a one, two, you know, his, most of his stuff is one, two, two, you know, um, you know, so for me, I, I did kind of think of it as a Matt Mitrione fight, you know, a big guy with fast hands, you know, for me, it's, keeping him guessing level changes, keeping him on his, uh, on his toes, not knowing what's going to happen. You know, he'll come under, he'll come under with, you know, both hooks kind of under like that, which, you know, for me is great because I mix up my, my face, my takedowns and my punches really well. 
you know, so Mountain the other day, he's like, man, I'm not, I won't be surprised if you knock this dude out, you know, just with your feints and, and all that going on right now. And so, um, you know, I think all that is just going to be keeping him guessing, you know, if I do get him on the ground, it's going to be a real night, real long night for him, you know, and, uh, um, you can tell after he gives up that first takedown, you can see it in his eyes. He's kind of like a little defeated, you know, and every time it happens again, a little more, you know, his cardio is that. So, yeah, I say, I say it all the time. If you get takedowns early and often, if you're a good wrestler and you're able to hold it down, you just start depleting their energy level, like in a video game, you know, and you can just see yeah. their confidence just coming out of their ears. They're done, man. They start getting spent. Um, uh, but then to go back on what you're talking about from the light heavyweights to the heavyweights, I really like the direction of where you took your career because I, of course, I thought you had a successful career at 205, but I really believe at heavyweight because there is a lack of top level wrestlers. Look at Kane, look at DC, look at guys that can wrestle yeah. in the heavyweight division. They generally have a lot, a better career at the heavyweight division. Your speed on the feet, your ability, to, your blast double is probably one of the best in the game. And just your ability to get in deep on there and finish those takedowns, making them work from their back. Most heavyweights are like a turtle from the back. And John and I have been saying it for the longest time. Heavyweight division for you with the new hybrid of heavyweights is where you belong. How much more comfortable do you feel here? And is it only because of your age or do you feel comfortable here? Have you wanted to come here for a longer period of time? I just never, it was an unknown for me. You know, I'm like, all right, are these dudes way stronger than me? You know, um, you know, can I can I kind of throw them around like a, you know, I was some of these guys 205, you know, it's just an unknown. And Aaron Simpson actually, you know, fellow UFC guy and, and coach at the time, he's like, you need to go up to heavyweight. You, you know, he's been yeah. telling me for a long time, but it was always an unknown. I didn't, wasn't unsure. So that, that Grand Prix kind of like, all right, opened up that, you know, deal where I can, you know, kind of get in that game. And I realized, you know, when I fought Mitrione that, you know, I'm good here, you know, it, it's even better. Like I was saying, you know, they're, they're less quick. I can see, see things better, you know, and to have a high level wrestler in there, you know, on top of you, the guys are trying to get these headweights are trying to get up, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's where their, their, their energy goes really, really down, you know, 205, you get some guys that you can, they can wrestle all day, like a Phil Davis, all that kind of stuff, you know, but these guys, I, they're, they're just not used to it. And I think uh, bringing that to this game definitely, you know, is a, is a positive when you take a look at your career, you've had a fantastic career. You're coming up on 40 professional fights. It's not that far away, okay? This yeah. will this will be make it there's one more. But at the end I actually have a couple that were uh Oh, uh, well you, 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 you have the exhibition fight so you're actually over it when you think <laughs> yeah. about it from the the ultimate fighter. But when you take a look at your career, you have got to be incredibly pleased with everything that you've done. And the way that you have, you know, Josh and I are always talking about, man, look, fighting is great. Titles are great. Make the money. That's what, yeah. that's what this is about. And you have done a phenomenal job with that. But at the age of 40, are you still in that position where you're enjoying it? Uh, yeah. You know, I, you, when I look at it, like, all right, you know, how many years do I have left and all that kind of stuff? You know, everybody wants to, it doesn't matter what job you're in. Everybody's always looking like, oh, what if I did this? Or it'd be nice if I can, you know, this. Um, but I always kind of go back to, you know, I have a great life. And I think the biggest part of it is the freedom, right? I get paid well and all that. And I love what I do. Um, I love the freedom of it. I love that, you know, I don't have to 
put in for time off in my nine to five. You know, if, if I want to go on a vacation with my kids and wife, or, you know, I want to go hunting, want to do whatever, you know, I can do that. And I, I think that's a big, I love the, the lifestyle that this career has afforded me, you know, and I think as do a lot of people in my position, a lot of MMA fighters, you know, it, it sucks when they, you know, I've been there, I work a nine to five job and, uh, um, that's one thing I do love about it. I, I love to train when I don't train. I get, I get crazy in the head, you know? Um, yeah, there's times when you're like, man, I've been doing this a long time. It's getting old. You know, I was yeah. wrestling since I was seven. I've, you know, college wrestling, all that kind of stuff. And I've been doing this a long time, but I, I, I kind of just put it in perspective and, and, you know, I make myself realize how lucky I am, you know, uh, to lead this life, to be able to do what I love to do, um, you know, and have the freedom to spend time with friends, family, all that. I'm going to switch it a little bit to a different direction. I mean, we're going to go into the PFL and the Bellator. This will be, a, this will be the first fight for you uh, since the, the two companies merged. Do you feel any extra pressure? Does it just feel different? I mean, what's, what have you felt so far in terms of dealing with them? Um, no pressure, really. Um, honestly, I don't feel much pressure nowadays. You know, I felt pressure my last fight with, you know, with Fedor because I was supposed to beat him and, you know, I had guys coming up and be like, hey, you better not lose this fight. Uh, we don't know what we're doing with his belt because he's retiring. I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. You know? uh, I kind of felt pressure with that one. But nowadays, I don't know. I've accomplished a lot that I wanted to accomplish, you know. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, if I lose a fight, it's kind of, yeah, I'm a competitor. I want to win. But it's kind of like whatever mm -hmm. at this point, you know. Um, and that being said, you know, I want to go out there and win every single damn fight that I have. You know, um, I just kind of took that pressure off myself and just go in there and be like, hey, just another fight, whatever. Let's do this, right? And that's the way I fight best. I don't get in my own head. I don't get in my own way, you know, and uh, um, that's worked out the best for me. And with PFL and all that, it's been – it was kind of uh, – I kind of heard about potentially February – I'm like, all right, well, you got to let me know. And it started getting into like camp time and I was training as is, but I was like, I got to get guys in and all that. And they're like, yeah, I think it's happening. Just train, you know? And so we went like three weeks into camp training like that. And I got a guy in, flew in Brazil, all that. Um, and then finally, you know, they said, Hey, it is going to happen. You know, and we did a lot in camp. We had to fly down. I had to fly to London, you know, meet the shake and all that. And then fly down to Miami for four days, press conference. So that stuff was a little different. You know, but uh, everything PFL was doing, it was, you know, over-the-top production, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and then obviously we have the Saudis involved. We're going out to Riyadh, and, and uh, that's something new and exciting. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. When you look at fighting in a place like Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, a place that really, you know, has not had a whole lot of big-time fights, and all of a sudden – they're putting a lot of money out. They're putting yeah. on these big, you know, things. You know, they had the Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. That was their big, you know, step out. And now they have this. Do you kind of feel like, you know what? You're in a position to show people what this is the first MMA fight they've had there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it'll be a fun deal. Like I've, I've got to experience a lot of firsts and a lot of cool things. You know, we were, uh, I was on the card, you know, the first UFC card in Australia, 
you know, at 10 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, everybody's drunk and having fun. They're there at the first fight, you know, end up uh, knocking out Keith Jardine. So that was super cool. Got to fight Japan, all that kind of stuff. So I like going to these new places, you know, for me, it's, it's exciting. Uh, this fight was exciting because there's something new. I started being, you know, doing a lot of rematches, you know, and I was like, ah, you know, it kind of gets old a little bit and I wanted some new blood. And so, um, you know, PFL champ versus Beltor champ. I mean, that was right up my alley, you know. And so going to Saudi, I don't know really what to expect, you know. Um, you know, and that is kind of invigorating and exciting in itself, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we're showing up. We're in the hotel. We go in the back. We're in our locker room. We pop out in the cage, you know. So it's not really anything new, you know. Fought <laughs> all over the world, um, you know, and so. We've done it a lot, and we're going to just keep it, you know, routine for us. I'm going to ask you after the fight, but I want to get your feeling now and see if it, your answer changes between now and then. I said no, you said no pressure, but how was it when you came from UFC to Bellator? And what was there any pressure then? And then now in this situation, are you feeling like it's the same type of transition, like the welcomingness uh, into Bellator, and then also to the welcome, feeling welcome coming into the PFL? Have you felt any, what are the differences? And what do you expect it to be like when you step inside the PFL cage, PFL Bellator cage, I guess, for this one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my first fight in, in Bellator, yeah, it was a title fight, you know. And so it was, uh, I mean, there definitely was some pressure there. You know, I, I, my whole career, I just wanted the opportunity to fight for a title. So I'm like, hey, don't, you know, don't let yourself down now, you know. Um, as far as, you know, coming in and, and kind of similarities there, you know, with PFL, yeah, I do want to put on a, a great show go out there and get a, a good victory, you know, because um, at the end of the day, you know, PFL is, is uh, um, acquired Bellator and all that, but I still feel like I'm a, I'm a Bellator fighter, you know, and Bellator kind of um, is keep keeping running kind of as is a little bit, a little different, you know, but I feel like I'm representing them, you know, there's a little pressure there as far as like, Hey, you know, um, I want the, all the Bellator guys to go in there and yeah. do a clean sweep, but I think at the end of the day, you know, go out there, get a great win. And I feel like a lot of cool opportunities will present themselves, you know, because um, we can kind of jump back and forth, you know, between PFL and Bellator um, instead of just being like, hey, you're a Bellator fighter. You're sticking over here. PFL is over here. You know, we have some cool different storylines that could happen mm -hmm. within the two organizations. Nemkov is now coming to heavyweight. He's fighting Capaloza. Mm -hmm that's a great stylist matchup, but have you seen Capaloza fight and what are your thoughts on him and how do you think that Nemkov matches up against him? Yeah, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of the uh, PFL guys fight, um, but, you know, coming into this organization and all that, I, I started watching a lot of them. And yeah, Capaloza, I mean, he's, you know, he's a stud. Um, I pretty much have seen highlights, you know, so it's him just kind of being a wrecking ball, going in there, swinging, you know, being fast. Um, you know, and it's... Uh, that's a, I mean, you look down this card, it's, it's stacked, you know, great fighters. And that's one of the fights that's definitely interesting. You know, um, Nemkov's all, you know, obviously a stud, uh, very dynamic strike, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, a guy like, you know, Capaloza goes in there and is throwing, throwing bombs the whole time, you know, it could be very interesting. Yeah. Kind of, you know, diving into the, the heavyweight, you know, division a little bit, you know, catching up and watching these PFL guys. My question is this, during the press conference, you know, they had you guys and, you know, doing things, clips about, you know, you know, how do you think it's going to go? And, you know, Bellator versus PFL, 
do you are, are you really looking at it like it's Bellator versus PFL? Or, hey, we we all work for the same company now. First off, and then second, yeah. how do you think most of these matchups, in your honest professional opinion, how do you think they're going to go? Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, you know, they're they're asking us to do TikToks and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, selfishly, you're just like you're worried about your fight, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I would actually look down, you know, the row at the pe- press conference, so I'm like. You know, who's losing here as far as all the Bellator guys, you know? I'm like, this is sad. These guys are studs, you know? Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we do, you know, sweep them all. You know, and that being said, I, I haven't really watched all the PFL guys, uh-huh. you know? Um, I think uh, Pitbull's opponent's pretty damn tough. He is. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those deals where I wouldn't be surprised we go in there and sweep them. You know, and it is a little kind of pride there, you know, like, hey, look, we came, we came from the tougher organization. Do you feel like that with the with the merging or the buyout or whatever you want to call it? Um, do you feel like you're somebody, though, that because they run a tournament format on the on the PFL side? I know that you're older in age and tournament formats are not the business for us old people. But do you feel yeah. there there might be an itch if you beat Hennon and you make it look easy like, hey, why why not just tell him no why not no Dude, no I, honestly though uh to to go in there you know if i got paid you know per fight fight like i do now go in there and, and to be able to be like all right we're going to knock out these four fights in a year might be something interesting you know for me to do and be like all right we'll do that and kind of see what happens maybe be done i don't know you know instead of going like all right I might fight once a year, twice a year, you know, for how long, I don't know. So I, I did think about that. I'm like, could be pretty cool. You know, has that been a conversation? Has that been a conversation with your management about potential between you guys? I mean, has it been a conversation with you guys about possibly doing it? Not, not really. We're all, it's kind of, we're kind of in the dark Mm. too of like, where, where do you want us after this? You know, you obviously have like Nagano floating around, you know, and, uh, um, that's a big fight, you know, going there and negotiate, you know, above and beyond what the minimum is and, and, um, you know, see what happens there. But there's a lot of variables there with, you know, is he coming back? Is he going to do a couple more boxing, you know, but you do, wait for him. You do remember that deal that he kind of made with, uh, yeah. the, the PFL. So his opponent gets a minimum of Two what? Million. Two million. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's a here, minimum. That's a good starting too, point. I mean, you're we're the champ yeah. you know he there really is nobody else out there there's a true <laughs> yeah if i go out there and win that and be like well i'm not going to do it for the minimum <laughs> oh hell no the minimum, <laughs> the minimum is amazing but i'm going to be like hey oh come on <laughs> i got it but then look and look i don't yeah. know what your contract is for coming over from bellator but like you said if i knock out the four fights and i go out there and then i win the tournament i mean obviously fighting the one fight against Nganu is would be probably amazing, you know, just have to train for one yeah. fight, but you might make significantly more yeah, you make, <laughs> if you yeah, did it the other way sure. with fighters that if you got five, five, four or five fights there, yeah, you'd, you'd make significantly yeah. more. So, I mean, that, that could be something I could try to push, you know, and I feel like tournament style like that, you know, is, is right up my alley. Just grinding on the, grinding yeah. on those heavyweights, man. You, well, just, <laughs> I know, right. 
Yeah. Miss, Mrs. Bader needs a new pair of oh, shoes, so geez. obviously we're going to the <laughs> yeah. tournament style now. <laughs> get, get your ass back out there. <laughs> um, have you when you when you think about the Ngannou fight, how do you think you match up well against him? How do you think you match up against him? And in what areas do you see potentially exploiting him? I mean, because look, he has been gone away for just focusing on boxing. Obviously, the wrestling is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. but he spent the last two years focused yeah. on boxing. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I don't know. You know, it, it's one of those deals where I want to say I put, I have put people on a pedestal throughout my career when I was younger and all that. I'm like, hey, do I even deserve to be here? Like, how good are these guys? You know, my first one was Keith Jardine because, you know, I was fighting uh, not lower level guys, but kind of no name guys in UFC. And then I'm like, fighting Keith Jardine, just beat Chuck mm -hmm. Liddell. Like, am I on this level? I just, have I seen this level? And I went out there and first couple punches thrown, I was like, oh, shit, I'm good. You know, um, that's like when Nagano has a mystique about him, you know, um, he obviously has heavy hands knocking people out. You know, it's one of those things where if I don't put him on a pedestal and treat him like every other fight, I think I do very well. You know, obviously he has that knockout power and, and he can do that, you know, throughout the whole fight. Um, but going back to your point, he's been, you know, training – I would assume pretty exclusively in boxing, you know, and um, he'd been doing that for a couple of years and to pop back out and be like, all right, you know, I'm taking an MMA fight and I've been grinding on the ground, on the cage and all that the whole time. You know, I've tried to make it look like, you know, the first Stipe fight, go in there, take his ass down, try to, you know, try to um, get good position, you know, if it has to be a boring ass fight and so be it. Just don't know, take the shot Stipe took where... in the first round. No, no, <laughs> don't no, take no, the no, shot. No, no. <laughs> you know, is it a scary fight? Absolutely. You know, um, but I think there's a lot of upside. There is. Yeah, like anybody can be beat in a fight. That's just part of it. And as long as you look at it and say, hey, he could beat me, but I could beat him. Yeah, Why exactly. not? Why not? Go after exactly. that. Yeah, that Nugano fight, though, you know, is, is definitely uh, definitely on the table. You know, there's a couple guys, um, and I was talking about rematches and stuff, you know, but still have a kind of a bad taste in my mouth with that Linton Vassell fight. Yeah. You know, it's one of the ones where, you know, I wanted and kind of got pulled out mm -hmm. from underneath me, you know, and I saw him at the, in Miami and stuff like that. Um, that's one could possibly be. Yeah, because your guys' first fight was at 205, correct? Yeah, and then yeah. now both of you guys, and I've, I've said this about all, both of you guys, is that you guys fight better at, at heavyweight. So I'd like to see how the fight yeah, will come out. Yeah, he, he's been doing great, you know, uh, <laughs> won his last what, five fights. And he, he's a fight that I like because, you know, first fight, it was just two squirrels fighting, right? And we're just kind of going at it. It's all over the place, and, and it was a fun fight at the end of the day, so. That's an interesting one for sure, but it's obviously got the one in front of me and then kind of like, hey, PFL, what are you thinking? Yeah, it was a fun fight for you because you didn't get hit in that fight. He took all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was, Maybe that's why it was, so that was kind of a fun fight. I want to go off of the fighting realm. What is the last thing that you have gone hunting for? Um, I went down to Mexico with the GoHunt.com crew and uh, – we went down there and uh, shot a mule deer and a coos deer. All right. Good for you. Yeah. The uh, the border here was closed in one area where we could go through. And uh, Hold on. You're kidding. The border's closed? No, it's not. Just well, look. No, well, I'm I'm <laughs> wow. So we had to go uh, 
we had a different route and I text one of my buddies and he's like, I'm going to, I got a CIA guy down there. I'm going to text him, see if your route's okay. And he gets a text back. He's like, do not go through Caborca. Mm. Like one of the most dangerous towns. And of course we went through it. <laughs> there, was a, there, there was a shootout right before uh, we drove through. There's the military's picking up all the brass. Very nice. I'm gonna, yeah. So it was a little interesting. I'm going to ask you something completely <laughs> off topic. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video. Did you see the video of Sean Strickland beating up the YouTube guy? His name is Sneeko. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I want to, I just want to know your take on these influencers coming into gyms, trying to spar guys, trying to box and fight MMA guys. And give me, give me your wrap, try to wrap my head around what, what you're thinking when it comes to this. Yeah. I mean, uh, you gotta be careful obviously, but, um, I mean, throughout my career, we've had a couple guys, you know, kind of come in and do that a little bit. And they're like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm a bouncer. He's like, I'm beat up all these dudes. And we're like, all right, put your clothes no, on. I've right. never lost yeah. a fight. Yeah, exactly. In the streets, you know. Guess what? Red. All you do is you go, guess what? Today's your lucky day. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, I think it's good people getting checked, you know. Yeah. I think they need it. Um, you know, Sean's obviously kind of, you know, he's over the top, but then all that kind of stuff. But I like his authenticity, to be honest. So do yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, and to see, you know, some guys like that go in there and get humbled a little bit and get beat up on, you know, nobody's really getting hurt. You know, it is what it is. I'm going to leave you with this. This will be the last question for me, though, is um, where do you how do you see this fight going? Give, give me the full layout. How, does, how do you finish it? How do you get it done? Yeah, I think I go in there, you know, I'm, I'm changing levels. I'm, I'm fainting. Um, he can't really read me at all. Uh, I go in there, hit him with a few good shots, and I take him down. And then, uh, you know, I feel like I can, get it, I can get it done, ground and pound, you know, in the first. And if not, I think I get it done in the second. You know, I'm just on point right there. Um, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been on that cage wrestling ground. Um, you know, doing some little different things instead of sitting back the whole time and, and kind of on their, on their hips, you know, I've been getting up on the head and everything and, and really yeah. zapping these guys energy. And that's one thing like the Congo fight, I was sitting back too much and kind of letting him he's long and kind of letting him get kind of stable a little bit where I could have just came to the head, came right back down, you know? So I, I, I think I'm going to get it done on the ground, ground and pound. Well, I will tell you that your ground and pound, in my opinion, one of the best there is in the sport right now. You have been fantastic. I would love to watch you in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and good luck to you in that fight. It should be a fantastic matchup. You are taking on a monster in Heenan Fahir, yep. but that's that's why you do this. And so just want to tell you, Ryan, good luck in your fight, and thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Are you guys going to be out there? I will be. I will. I'll be on the broadcast, but I'm doing it from here, baby. Oh, there you go. That's nice. I don't. I don't have to fly. That's it's awesome. <laughs> oh, you're going out, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I get in on uh, Monday. Sweet. Back yeah, of the bus. Back, no, no. It, back I, of the it's bus. Definitely Thompson. not back of the bus. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll see you out there, buddy. All right, we'll see you there, bud.